0: It's fun, isn't it? Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, where we have supernatural and prophetic, and sometimes prophetic and supernatural, conversations and encounters with the Holy Spirit. Today is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. I'm Pastor Lonsene Lee of Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship in San Jose, California. However, we are not broadcasting tonight from San Jose. We are broadcasting from my home, and we're in another spot in my living room. I actually call this my Zoom room, because when I'm doing all the different phone calls and stuff like that, I sit in various places, just for a change of background. How about that? Let's open up in prayer. We're going to have, I think, a very special conversation tonight, and I invite you in advance to make your com- uh, your comments or to send your questions or whatever it is if you have them and if we depending on the flow of the conversation if we get to those and that's going to be just an uh, enhancement I think but we're going to look at some different things from the Word of God according to how the Holy Spirit wants to talk to us tonight Father God I praise you and I thank you tonight this has been a topsy-turvy kind of day but what I do know from the beginning of the day to the end of the day the close of the day I should say on into the next you are always good I thank you for grace I thank you for salvation I thank you for Jesus I thank you Lord for your blood for your name for your truth for your passion for us I pray that we're able to return that passion to you and that we'll engage in conversations with you and intimacy with you to such a degree that our lives are transformed Father, I thank you for my apostle, for every member of my church family. I thank you for my family, all of them, whether they be a part of Astounding Love or uh, you know wherever they happen to be, because to me it's family, and they are so precious. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the conversation, Holy Spirit, that we will have today. Thank you for your joy. I worship you, I praise you, and I thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. So, I need to, um, there's a few things that have gone on, and I really don't want to talk about it today. Let's just say that it wasn't the best news day we've ever had, and yet, even in the midst of what wasn't the best news day, it was still a good day, it's still a God day. And uh, that's something to, to rejoice in. So. What I want to do we're going to look at something I've been I posted um, on, a, on a page here and I'm searching through to see if I have any questions so um, let me see if I can do this real quick. Um, what, one of the things I talked about a few weeks ago or uh, about my birthday um, I posted something if you follow me on Facebook then you would uh, have seen it okay and um, what I said is for my birthday I wanted something that Facebook couldn't give me and I wanted something that I found money can't buy and what was that and I didn't say what it was exactly except that I did say I value my friends I value my family I value the people that are part of my life I really really do
1: and I am a
0: I am a three-word person You will constantly, if you know me, hear me say, I love you. And I don't say those words um, loosely. I don't say those words uh, casually. I say it because it comes from my heart. I am a blessed individual to recognize how often God grants me people that cross my path and I'm instantly in love with you. I'm not talking romantic. Um, I look forward to that happening too, but... But before romance has to come friendship, right? Absolutely, that's not where we're going tonight, but I won't throw that in there, okay? But I love my friends. It's really funny, my apostle, Dr. Baker, who's also my mom, my mum, for my Canadian friends, uh, she does a program on occasion called Helpful Temperament Moments for Dr. B Baker. And that's something you can find on the More Than Enough Ministry site, and I'm sure Frederick will put that up there. We've been on hiatus for a couple of weeks, and we'll come back to it a little later, maybe in the fall, and we will be returning. But she did a thing where she's talking temperaments, and she's talking affection, and she talked about extreme temperaments and so forth. I'm not going to go through all of that, but I'm going to tell you that she talked about this one person. It's not a personality, but it's a temperament that, that has a tendency to show great affection. That's the sanguine. And I have some of that in my temperament the funny thing to me is she did a showcase on one of the things and this particular profile that she did that individual was what they called I I think is compulsive which some of us call extreme meaning high-end affection absolutely just love 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 vitally enthusiastic about things that they like to the point that you can either become a real collector or a stalker, I guess. I guess there would be stalker tendencies there. I don't have those, but, um, you know, yeah, it could, it could go there. Um, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I got healed. But once upon a time, I was probably that fanatical about things. Never, never dangerous, you know, never anything that they make a movie about. But I'm very enthusiastic about my friends. What I wanted to tell you is that I am a sanguine compulsive individual, and I was one of the ones that she talked about. And we laughed so much when it happened. When you know people call me when I'm online, okay, but that's okay. Um, I learned some things about myself. One of the things was that with affection, it did not necessarily mean a personal relationship, it could be your relationship with stuff. It could be shopping, it could be a collection of pink. Um, It could be, uh, you know, a a deep affection for color or books or, you know, uh, hobbies or things of that sort. And I am definitely one of those people, if I like something, you will know it because you're going to see it all over the place. Uh, You'll see it in the forms of what I like because I don't like everything in every, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I guess the fun part about it was that it explained for me compulsion in on the I I think the low side or the side where you need God to intervene it explained why I had such an obsession with certain types of food certain kinds of uh, spending and all kinds of stuff so it's been a really great education to learn wow this is an aspect of your person this is an expression of your temperament that needs to be tempered by the Word of God because even though God created you to have great compassion and great affection for others and to and to have a capacity to love. What he did not do was give you a love for vices and he did not give you a love for things that would bring about self-destruction. Those things came from sin. And so the word of God, the blood of Jesus, the, the name of Jesus and so forth, all brought about change. And with when she taught it, and I do recommend that you go back and watch even the older ones because it's so much fun to learn uh, the God you you know the the person that God created you to be I said all that to say I am a person that says I love you and it's easy for me to say it because I actually mean it I, I heard people say oh you say such nice things It's like no I really don't say nice things at all because I don't have personally a desire to be nice to anybody. I can be kind, but I'm not a really nice person at all. What I am is I choose to be an honest person. So if I tell you I think you're beautiful, if I tell you I think you're adorable, if I tell you that I love you, it comes from that God-given ability to tell you the truth it's not a lie. I couldn't fake those words for anything on this planet. So having said all that, those of you that know I love you, I really do love you. And for my birthday... (laughs) I'm getting kisses blown back at me. How adorable. Thank you. What I wanted, what I felt was the greatest gift that we can give each other is time. Time. I have friends that live far away. And it's like, hey, why aren't we ever Zooming? We get on all these other meetings, why can't we just do face-to-face and get to know each other? Maybe we're not gonna fly across the country to see each other in this season, but we can still engage in 30 minutes of time and not always be so busy. And not everything is a text message and not everything is a Facebook thing. Uh, You know, I like, 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 oh, I heart, I heart, I heart, I heart, I heart. But do you talk? Ever? To a person, do you engage in conversation? So I have been having a ball, I've got to tell you. Uh, Just talking to people that I haven't caught up with, it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. And I'm enjoying it very, very much. So I've been celebrating my birthday for the entire month, which is something that I like to do. Because it's like, you can't be limited to one day, you can only do so many things in that one day. So why not take the whole month and you know what? Then just engage for the rest of the year and just make it something that you do as a lifestyle. Do you make time for people? We talked on Sunday at church. We talked about what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with the days that you have? How much of the days that God has given to us do we use to value one another? How much of your time is spent you know, doing the other stuff, thought-finding, I'm not going to talk about bitterness and unforgiveness and anger and, and, you know, the dirties tonight too much, if I can avoid it. But, but maybe that is, some parts of it is forgiving. Let's talk heart to heart tonight. I want to look at some scriptures. The Bible says, you know, the first time the word friend is ever mentioned in the Bible is in the book of Genesis. And God is the first person to ever use the word, and he said um it, it, in the in one version it says, the Lord said,Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend and servant, what I'm going to do now King James just says, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Okay, let me look this word up again and let me look at it a different way. But what I was looking at is that God uh has used the word friend in regard to man. He has used this word, but he has an intentional thing, so Um, first time here, I'm I'm wrong. In the Amplified Bible, it was Genesis. In the King James, the first time you mention it is Exodus 33. So let's go there instead. Uh, But he did regard Abram as someone that he held dear to his heart, as he does all of us. But in Exodus 33, it says, The Lord spoke unto Moses face to face. Uh, I like to use the Jewish name, Moshe um he spoke to him face to face as a man speaks unto his friend and it says and he turned again into the camp but his servant joshua the son of noon a young man departed not out of the tabernacle And this was moses getting to spend time in the presence of god in the glory atmosphere of god but it said that god when moses was in that place with god god spoke to him face to face as with a friend so here i'm talking about zoom or facetime or whatever it is that you use and having that face-to-face engagement with others I like I, my daughter says to me oh mom touch is your love language and yes I am a touchy person without being a touchy 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 feeling person but I do like to reach out I'm a hand holder I'm a um, pat on the back type of person I am a individual that likes to have that kind of clean physical contact okay and so people that know me yes i'm a hugger i know people don't hug these days so we have to fist bump or high five or hey how you doing and do all those kind of things or blow kisses you know the things we do and all of that to me are signs of affection and signs of enjoyment of another person and as we're looking at that because this is not about me i'm using some of these examples but i'm looking in the bible and I'm seeing that this is the conversation that the Lord wants to have. when he says, come talk to me. Come get to know my heart for you. Because I will show you things about yourself that you didn't even know how amazing. You know, sometimes a friend is the person that tells you how amazing you are. You know, if you, uh, you say, well, this, you know, I look this or this or whatever your insecurities happen to be. Friends are the ones that tell you, look, look you're accepted. You are you're somebody we actually enjoy being around or if you're having a bad time we're some, you're someone that we feel is worth the time or if you're going through a grief you're somebody it's worth driving long distance to come and get to you to be by your side because that's the investment that we make in one another and it's the same investment that the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the power of God has made in us. God has invested in our lives and in us as a people. And so when it said he spoke to him as a friend, he spoke to him as of a, an intimate, someone that he, it said face to face. So he's looking, Moses had that opportunity to be in the presence of God as someone that God held deep in affection okay so this face to face where it said the turning of the face or the presence of the person moses was in that place where he was before the face of god and god is looking at moses as someone that he loves deeply and who's presence he enjoyed and this is before we were carriers of the Holy Spirit as we are since Jesus came and yet God's love, God's ability, he was as close to Moses in that environment as he could be without killing him because the holiness of God being what it is and and what it especially in that time where it was just I want to be with you. And I think that that's something we've got to start to understand about God is He really wants to be with us. He really wants us to come into His presence. He really wants us to learn about Him and to enjoy who He is. And He wants to celebrate with us. He wants us to celebrate Him, yes, because that's real. He wants us to celebrate Him, but He wants to celebrate us, His pleasure toward us is such that it's like I've got all these great plans for you. That's Jeremiah 29. I have I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They're thoughts for good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Last night, I got the opportunity the honor of hosting Apostle Baker, Dr. Baker's program really telling it like it is. And we were talking about business, kingdom businesses. But that same scripture Jeremiah 29:11 was a part of the conversation. Why? Because it God is well he's well rounded for one thing and um, he totally and absolutely gets us you know isn't that something that people are looking for in relationship I, I, it's not just movies it's like well what do you like about this individual and so forth I think he totally gets me I think she totally gets me maybe they get your emotions maybe they don't get you at all I don't know about all that but I know that the desire that we have is for somebody to understand us, for somebody to listen to us, for somebody to care about us. I'm a minister. I'm a pastor. And I preach um, pretty much every Sunday. Most of the time I get to share it with our apostle. And for the few weeks that she's been out, I've been doing the bulk of it. You know, you give out. And you give out and you give out because you feel the love of god the compassion of god the fire of god the desire of god to engage and to get into our lives and to let us let him in and we feel his heart and his passion the heart of the father the heart of a lover the heart of somebody that absolutely adores you when you're standing up ministering regardless of apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher we our carriers and one of our responsibilities is to release the heart of God to the people, the heart of the Father. Um, Let me stop myself and just say this, I was on a call today and one of the apostles that I also call uncle released a prayer that came from the heart of the Father. We were absolutely shaken, just things on the inside that healed, or fell into place. Why? Because he had spent time with the Father and then he released the heart of the father to us and it was something that every single person i believe there was a great deal of expression was so thankful to see a glimpse of the heart of the father god for us and so in as a minister as as one that minister is a great word why we minister to god before we minister for him we we spend the time with him Worship, and praise, and thanksgiving, and talking to him, and reading out of his word to get another glimpse of what he's like. God can be for some people, like somebody you saw on a, you were in a vehicle, and you were passing by, and you caught this beautiful face, or or handsome, whatever it is, they caught your attention. And you keep craning your neck to look back until the person fades out of sight. And you kind of think, wow, that was amazing, but you never stopped to talk. To the person to get introduced, so you missed an opportunity. And some of us treat God that way. I go to church, I see the things that are happening there, and I love it so much. But when it's over, I don't go back and talk to Him some more. I don't, that person does not go and say, Wow, you know, when that individual, that preacher, whoever they were, because it doesn't matter who the preacher was, what mattered was the message that came through. And I heard that person say that God cares about me, and they told me to go and ask Him, which is show me how you love me or talk to me. And so, how many of you actually do it now? When I'm talking to the people that are part of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship, we know that we're, we're we are well known. We're telling each other, go talk to the Father, listen, ask the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus, ask the Father, go to the Word and then ask Him, you're reading something in the Bible, don't assume you understand it, ask Him to explain it. Because really what you're doing, He's letting you read His diary, His journal, He's letting you read His heart, He's letting you and I, He's letting us know what He's like. And you know what's fun? If somebody lets you in like that, They want you to ask questions. They want you to come into an inner sanctum and get to know them better. And God, who knows us inside and out, wants those opportunities to let us say, I know you know me, but I'm going to pour my heart out to you. I'm not talking about just always pouring out your troubles. I'm not talking about always just, you know, speaking all that kind of sad stuff. But I mean... You know what, Lord, I absolutely love this color, and I had so much fun today. I was a chatty bu- chatty box, chatty Cathy kind of kid, loquacious speaker. That's what they said. She's quite loquacious. She She can run her mouth when she wants to. I was very social, even though I'm not actually social. But I was in that affection. I'm highly enthusiastic about everybody. This is one of the best days ever. I was that kind of person still, am that type of person on occasion. And so I would sit there, sometimes with my mom, sometimes with my grandmother, and anybody that's a parent who had a talkative child. You know the glazed look you get because the kid is talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, and talking. that's why I can do a talk show. And I can talk for an hour, or more, if I want to because sometimes i have all that to say it's like oh my gosh i've been thinking about this and i'm so enthusiastic about that and what about this and when it comes to questions i've got questions and so then i'm like how did you feel when that happened what were you thinking when this came upon you jesus when that guy in mark chapter 4 was running at you and he's filled with all the demons. I noticed that you did not back up. You did not retreat. You stepped forward and you stepped in to that. What was going on inside of you? And you know what he told me? He needed to be free. And I wasn't going to let him stay in that mess another moment. Wow. See, that's a hero. That's the muscles showing. That's the, that's the warrior. That's the king. That's somebody that loves me and says, no. I'm going to come and protect. I'm going to rescue. I'm going to deliver. I'm not willing for you to be held in this bondage another moment. And that's his. That's who he is. That's one of the aspects of his character that is always, always there. And other times I'll say, well, what was it like when you walked on water? I want to know. I really wanted to know. And so I asked him. And as you notice my voice is going from the deep part which is my normal speaking voice all the way up here because i can go from zero to 180 as one friend told me pretty quick but i wanted to know what was it like when you walked on the water i mean come on you walked on the water jesus what was that like he said oh the lord has walked on the water the man jesus of nazareth walked on the water and you know what he told me? Because he speaks 21st century to me. He said it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was cool. He walked on the water, y'all. You know, if you put five cases of water on the ground, I could walk on those. But that's not the kind of walking on water he did. He actually walked on a body of water where the waves and so forth. You know, you read the scripture. Peter was like, ah, oh, tripping a little bit. And yet, he got out of the boat And for just those few moments, he walked on water with Jesus. And I feel that that's what faith is like. I'm going to just leap into this thing with you because you told me I got you. And it's a walk with him in impossible places. And he likes the adventure. He likes having the good time, having fun with us, and taking us places with him that we could not get to on our own. So that's kind of the first introduction. Um, Face to face, this is my friend. God is my friend. There are songs, I'm a friend of God, because he knows my name. There's something about somebody knowing your name. I have a name that most people don't know how to pronounce. But you know what, people that care about me, they make the attempt. Sometimes they don't do well, but they tried. And sometimes they don't remember it. They'll call me that woman, that blonde lady, She's got that weird name, kind of, sort of, you know, whatever it is. Or they they say it wrong. And I so appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that somebody made an effort instead of, oh, you know what your name is. I've had people that I've met that would say, your name is too hard for me to remember, so I'm going to call you by something else. (laughs) they try to give me a nickname. And when that has happened, and this happened even when I used to work in corporate America, they go, oh, your name's too difficult. I'm going to call you this. I said, you can call me anything you want to, but if you don't call me by my name, I'm not going to respond. You don't have permission to rename me. My mother and my father gave me that name, and you don't get to change it. So I know it was executive sometimes, and they looked at me like, you know, everybody has a nickname. I said, and I have a first name. And I told you what it is, and I'll help you to learn it. But I'm not going to respond to what you want to call me. I'm going to respond to who I am. Okay? Now, that's probably why I don't work in corporate America. (laughs) But it was, it's what you do. You care enough about somebody to know their name, to know the names of their children or their favorite pet. Or uh, you don't make assumptions that everybody likes bacon. You don't, and you don't throw them aside because they don't, everybody doesn't like chocolate. I have one friend, I just, you know, how could you not like chocolate? Well, it didn't put the friendship on the line, but it told me, wow, you don't know her on this level. You call her sister, but you don't know what she likes and doesn't like. So I started making an effort. Well, do you like this? Do you like that? I'll try this. Why? Because I like to give gifts, because I'm a blessed woman again. People give to me all the time. But I like to gift back and sometimes first. I love to be able to give so sometimes the best treasure I have is my time. Let me sit down and listen. I've got friends that talk and talk and they know everything and I, and I talk a lot when we're talking about the Word of God. Sometimes I just want to just talk about the Lord. I want to talk about these things and I want to hear Him talking to us in the midst. I'm blessed to have the kind of friends that like that fellowship. And it's awesome to us. When we're speaking to one another and Jesus gets in the mix, the Holy Spirit starts to talk to us. We've had supernatural encounters where we didn't even know. It's almost like you say to yourself, here we are and we're talking. And did it even dawn on either one of us that the Holy Spirit was listening as well? And he got involved in the conversation. And he would start to open things up. And it's not always about the scripture. It was things about the Lord. It was things about how God sees things, which helped to change the way we saw things when we're living here in the earth. So do I have any questions or comments on that part while um, I take a sip of, oh, Frederick, this is vanilla bean tea tonight. No questions. Okay. Crystal, do you have anything that you want to say about that? Since you're one of those friends that I go on these great adventures with. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, not at the moment. Okay. I'll keep talking. I All right. Something. Keep
0: talking and she'll interrupt me. Okay. All right. So let's look at a couple more scriptures here. It the Bible says here that um One talks about betrayal. That's Psalm 41, nine. So here we're talking about engaging in the friendship, in the warmth of the friendship. And you can send the text to me if you want. In the warmth of the friendship. But sometimes there is the betrayal. Sometimes things are not going the way we want them to. <laughs> yes, it is, Frederick, it's very good. <laughs> he sent me a message. Vanilla bean tea. ooh, very good. Yes, it is. Um, it says that my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. My own familiar friend. This is somebody that he saying, this was an intimate, I, uh, you have a key to my house, bosom buddy. You're a person that has my secrets. Anybody remember growing up, even if you were in nonsensical, crazy days, and you could point to one person and says, oh no, that individual, they got all my secrets. They know everything. They know what happened in Vegas, if that's where it was. It it stayed in Vegas, but they were there, and they witnessed it, or they know this about me, or that, and they're friends to this day. I know people that have had, situations or shared things with me. It's been over 20 years since I ever even had the conversation with them. Do you know I still keep those secrets to this day? They were not secrets that were harmful for anyone else. It was confidence that they had shared confidence. Something that they spit said to me, I don't even know those individuals anymore. But do you know I will never spill their secret. It was a loyalty. That was given it's not going to harm anybody there's no bodies hidden or you know nobody was robbed and nobody was harmed in the making of that friendship but what i mean is is that it did not dawn on me to betray betrayal cuts your heart and brings about a wound that it takes god to heal time does not heal wounds God does. Okay. So time heals all wounds. No, because we know people that have been bitter and angry for 20, 30, 40, however many years they've been around. And they're still not recovering. They keep reopening the thing. So time does not heal wounds. Again, God is the healer, not time. Okay. God created time. He didn't create time to heal. He himself, he at his son for healing. He's the healer, the Lord that heals you. So get that straight. No, time doesn't. So if you feel wounded, find a friend. Find someone that will go, take you by the hand, and go to the Lord with you. Because that's what a friend does. A friend loves you that way. It's closer sometimes than a brother. But here he's talking about... This person knew me. They they were they completed me. They were a part of my everyday existence. This was my go-to, my champion, my my best bud, the, my backup, and they betrayed me. And so that cuts to the heart of something. And here you were giving of your time, and you overhear someone say something. I was once in a relationship where. Um, Supposedly it was romantic. Supposedly it was, you know, for life. We were exploring the possibility of getting married, but, and I thought of this person as my friend. When I was, I, I've described it sometimes feeling like being thrown away, or put out like a, a piece of trash. It felt like I landed on a trash heap, and I remember it probably took me about six years to recover from it why because I was thrown away or dumped in a relationship no no it was because I thought he was my friend and I was betrayed in that now he wasn't my friend I thought he was my friend God never said he was my friend in fact God did not speak to me through the person if God cannot speak to you through the person you're probably not in the friendship that you think because even I'm talking to born again people now but you know your friend will speak what well, well, God will is able to speak through that believer friend he's going to stick closer than a brother because that friend that word friend is also a term of covenant it means a strong friendship that has been cut in blood and so we are as brothers and the the scripture or the, the way it's people use the expression blood is thicker than water but that's not true in covenant in covenant blood is thicker than milk the milk of the mother's breast that the milk that, that the biologicals will share blood is thicker than milk blood has a stronger voice than even the milk of the breast is what they were saying and so This is what we're talking about when we say to be a friend. I will give my time. You need me, I'm there. It's not just words that you say at a toast at somebody's wedding. Hey, y'all need us, you know we're there. I remember being in a choir and we were visiting a church, and our choir, it was competitive back then. Our choir, we didn't know the song we were singing very well, and we kind of messed it up. Now, all the others churches because those were performance days. You were not actually ministering to God, but y'all were trying to, y'all sang honey, y'all were singing. And um, (laughs) we didn't do well in the scheme of things so when they were doing all the thank you's and the and the god bless you's at the end of the program they said to all the others you need us you got us you know Uh, thank you so much it was a pleasure to be I mean y'all sang children y'all sang and they did that to us they they said called us by name and they said they really said this because I was trying not to laugh they said if you need us call us and we'll let you know (laughs) let you know if we're going to respond to you because you didn't please us and therefore we don't know if we want to engage in covenant but you see in friendship God does not turn against you because your ways are not pleasing to him God doesn't quit on you because you have performed less than you understand what I'm saying I don't know who you are that needs this but I'm going to give it to you because it's just that important that, that God wants not only to be your friend, but to have you as a friend. And so here with, here with the betrayal, his enemy, it's not my enemy, but it was my friend that did this. What do you do in a situation like that? What do you do when somebody that you trust it turns on you? The answer is you turn to God. Because you've got to get that anger, you got to get that hatred, and you've got to get that hurt out of you because it will go deep and time's not going to heal it. Again, God will. You have to go and submit and let his word um, work through you. And you have to, I, I say have to, not like you're forced to, but that you get to. You've got somebody that knows how to get all that stuff out, all of the poison and all of the things from once upon a time and um, he'll do for you what you can't do for yourself, okay? Now, Crystal, did you have something? I saw you write something down. Oh, You gotta talk about it.
1: I was gonna ask, how do you
0: truly become a friend? How do you truly become a friend? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the answer to that. Let's just explore, mm-hmm. you and me. <laughs> Crystal, whom you all have seen sometimes, she's the administrator of our ministry, and we go back a lot of years. Um, we go back to when our children were in their little infancy stage. I met her through another friend, actually somebody that was a part of our church. I wasn't a pastor; I was barely, I wasn't really a minister then, but I sure wanted real cute Christian friends. I wanted friends, and um, I saw these different women. They know who they are, so I'm not going to mention them if they're watching tonight. But I wanted to be their friend so much, but I didn't, I was awkward. Let's just leave it at that. It was pretty awkward. And I didn't know how to engage with people. Uh, I had a form of pride that we call being shy. It wasn't shy, it was thinking the things I thought about myself, which meant that I wasn't willing to take a chance or take a risk. And, um, but one of those friends over the time brought. Um, Christo and her husband at the time he's moved to, to heaven but brought them to our church and that's when I first met her and thought okay she looks nice but I wasn't interested I'd heard about her I'd heard about her I heard about her and so we said hi and so forth that was it a couple years go by and she shows back up again and now we're kind of chatting back and forth but I don't think she liked me very much and i didn't really care for her either because i would watch other people come to the church and they got to be instant friends with crystal but crystal didn't want to be my friend so therefore (laughs) you should see her reaction (laughs) it's funny it's true too i'm not lying she did not have because by then i was a minister and so anybody in ministry you understand People don't even really want to be your friends because you might bring the God factor into it. And if you're going to bring the God factor into it, you might suck all the fun out of everything everybody was doing because we were quite carnal. So, you know, it's like if you're going to bring salvation into it, man, this is going to mess up everything. We keep that at church. Now we get getting out to, you know, where life is. Not that we're doing anything really crazy. Oh, these people did. We were quite even <laughs> heathens, even though we were born from above. We were saved anyway, kind of, you know, you couldn't really tell. Anyway. But I was a little more so, at least to the point my religion was such that I wrapped it around me and I wore it like a protection. So um, she wouldn't be my friend. So we would chat back and forth and we found we had certain things in common and our children, our daughters all liked each other. So we kind of sort of tolerated each other. But it wasn't friendship. I mean, we would chat and have really great conversations. And one or the other would say something. I guess we offended each other a lot. And after the offense, it's like, I don't want to talk to her anymore. And so, lo and behold, fast forward all these years. I'm, you know, I'm calling her. I don't know why. And whenever I called her, she didn't want to talk to me. I didn't want to call. I didn't want to call her either. But it was like the Lord would say, call Christa. It's was like, do I still have her phone number? <laughs> because I don't really want to talk to her, Lord. But I would call her. And we chat, oh, hi, how are you? You know, the phony stuff. Hey, it's been good to see you. I mean, good to talk to you, yeah. Because you don't really have to listen to the person when you're on the phone like you do when you're on Zoom, unless you hide your face or something. So we went through this, and we clashed. And so we could easily, I could go three years without talking to Crystal, and Crystal was not pining for me either. I'm I'm trying to get you to see that it was understanding. Then God spoke. And he spoke to our apostle, and he said, "God has created a friendship with you two that is also a sisterhood." And we thought, you know, she doesn't miss God much, but I don't know that she's really hearing him now because, out of all the people that I want for a friend, Lord, this person is not on the list. You testify, am I telling the truth? I want Amen. You, okay. See, so I just want y'all to hear this is this is really it. So how does a friend form a friendship? God puts you together. Now, we have fought, we had fights, I mean, but you're the pastor, not in those moments I wasn't, because I, be car- I could go quite carnal on you, and we would have to go somewhere, or we're thinking we tolerate each other, because we like to shop together, and there were a few things we like to do, but one day, Crystal just did something that ticked me off. Instead of me saying, hey, Listen. You've got to give me some attention. I I don't need attention all the time, but there's at least once a month, you've got to act like you're more interested in meeting your phone or talking to other people because I want attention. I'm feeling it today. I'm needy or whatever it was. And I made comment to her like, I'm not a chauffeur. Oh, Suki, we <laughs> go have a fight now. She put the phone down. We're sitting in front of her house in a car, my car, my car, and She's ready to go, and she's from Philly. I'm Californian. We don't know how to fight quite the same way as people from other states. We're kind of, you know, ooh, are we going to have an encounter? Group hug? What are we going to do? Not really. That's not really what we're like, but people think we are. But I was not of that ilk to fight, and she was ready. Uh, you know, honey, it was coming, and I was giving back, and the Spirit of God said no. And so I'm looking, thinking, I don't know that I want to hear him right now, because we were kind of yelling at each other and yes i'm still a pastor and yes it was all this other kind of stuff but see that didn't even enter into because she didn't see me that way she saw me as quite the irritating person that she didn't even know why she was trying to spend time with me and the lord said i need you 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 have to stop this you're letting something in so we looked at each other and it's like you know we got to repent we can't go anywhere until we apologize well i i i she had a heart to obey i had a heart to obey we apologize about 20 minutes later we were joking about the thing that started the fight so what am I telling you we had the desire to move beyond the carnal knowing each other after the flesh and start getting to know each other after the spirit because we needed each other and then there was another day about a couple months later that the same type of situation happened and she saw it and I saw it and it's like this is a spirit of division, and it wants to separate us so that when the time comes to fight for the things that God is telling us to fight for together, we won't be able to do it because we will hold each other in judgment, and so we prayed that day. I remember we were here in this house and back in what used to be my office, and we started praying against it. And when we did, this thing left, and immediate, almost immediately, my neighbors started cussing each other out. There was no nothing going on, and all of a sudden, these people started fighting. But we realized was this spirit was looking for a place to occupy. So we had to tell it, get out of the neighborhood. You cannot touch any of the people here. And it left, but we saw how evil it was and what it wanted. And so since that time, I think we went through a few other rough patches. But the memory of the Holy Spirit, just a few. Okay, maybe 30 or 40 others before we finally decided, I think we're going to be friends. And then one day she came and she said the most powerful words. She says, you know, you're my friend and I love you. And I had tears in my eyes and everything because she really loves me now. (laughs) So what I'm saying, that's fun. It was, you got to fight for what God gives you. You fight to keep it. You don't have to fight to get it. But you guard it and you protect it. God said we were to be friends. I wouldn't trade this woman for anything on the planet now. And don't, you don't need to do all that. <laughs> we keep humbling ourselves one to another. We keep allowing ourselves to be transparent. I don't have secrets. I seriously don't have secrets. Whatever is going on with me, I have a select group of people that god has placed and said i've assigned them to you not assigned them to be an entourage but to be somebody that you can trust because i also caused you to be someone that they can trust i'm not going to betray them and they're not going to betray me because if either one of us did it it would be a betrayal of what god has given so that's how i think it starts, it really starts with it being a gift from God. And I had to see her as that. And I had to do something else. I had to stop having opinions about her. And I had to start listening. I had to stop judging out of ignorance, which is knowing somebody after the flesh. And start to know her by the Spirit and see her the way God sees her. And you know what the gift is that God gave me? Is that my friend has come to me and said, I was driving, she was driving, she's spending time with the Lord and he would show her things about herself or me, just as he does me. You're not treating each other the way I want you to treat each other. You know, that's the same thing in marriage. I'll just go there for a minute. Husbands and wives, if you're blessed to have each other, I pray that you're treasuring one another. I pray that you're looking at your spouse as the person that has such a weighty value God has said that this individual is so precious, and that you get to spend your earth time here together. Uh, the scripture in Philippians talks about striving side by side and contending with a single mind for the for the sake of the gospel. You have been given a treasure uh, that is also, in many cases, a carrier of the, of the of the glory of God. And I pray that you see that person that you are married to that you see them as a covenant friend. Friendship is, I think, one of the most important factors in marriage. You ought to be, I don't know about best friend, I think Jesus qualifies better as a best friend. But learn to like each other again, and not just use each other or tolerate each other. You know, there's a whole lot of us that one day, you know, that, that possibly in the future for us, And I pray for those of you that are waiting. I don't know what you mean by waiting. I'm going to say preparing for marriage. By letting God work the stuff out in you that makes you not be able to stand yourself sometime. Um, You know, let him work that stuff out in you. To prepare for marriage is to go one-on-one in intimacy with God. And learn what it's like to live with him. Live with him in you live with Him talking to you about other people. God does not point out the faults of other people. He may tell you there's a, a spirit that's oppressing them and this that, but and God doesn't actually fault fine with you either. He says this is a thing that's hindering you from moving forward. He's always encouraging you. I know there are strong words that He speaks, but when He's dealing with us as sons, the Bible says that He does discipline us bible says he's letting us know i'm training you i'm growing you up well if you want marriage if you want to live with a whole nother person you got to find the wonder of god on the inside of you and let him help you to get rid of the things that are going to be a waste of time in your relationship so that's just my little helpful advice, so well, that's easy for you to say because you're not la-la-la. It's going to be easy for me to say when my time comes to marry. You know why? Because it's predetermined. I want to be a friend. I already love the man that I'm going to marry. I have to still get the introduction, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But what am I saying? There's a deposit that God has put in our hearts for each person that he brings into our lives. I didn't say the people that sneak in and creep in. I said the people that he brings into our lives. God has already put a deposit of himself in us that he wants us to release and pour into each other. That's platonic friendships. That's um, parental relationships. That's uh, um, um, uh, siblings. It's, it's It's in ministry. It's the people that we interact with, the people that we interface with. He put in us the capacity to respect and honor one another, to see each other, to walk with each other in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, to walk obediently um, with Him and to honor Him in us. He really put it in us, but sometimes we're not willing to allow Him to develop it and to take it further. That, that I, One day I'm going to have uh, some different guests on that I think are more advanced in being able to talk about these kind of things. But I I really do want to talk to single people for just a moment. Become a friend before you become a lover. Become somebody that genuinely cares about the whole person instead of just certain body parts or a bank account or something like that. You know, be willing to engage in friendship without requiring them to pay a price. We've got to learn that the love of God that costs us nothing, that does not find fault with us, the agape or some say agape love of God is the primary love relationship. The storge or the uh, eros and all of these other kind of things, the phileo, those friends, friendship love and this kind of love, romantic love, all of that is is there in the marriage and even in the the other relationships but the but the love of God the unconditional love is what the people on this earth, what we all crave and desire and I think it, it should lead the way. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Did that answer the question or did it raise another one?
1: No, that was really good. Um, I have some Love to be back here also.
0: Let's hear it. Talk a little louder, though.
1: I don't know. I think you must have asked a question because um, I have someone here who says that when he intervenes in our conversation, I can't always include him in the conversation right away. But it always seems to be able to come in, even when the other person is not
0: receptive. Yes, that's great. You know why? It's because you can talk about him to people that don't know him. You express him. Let him express himself through you, and they have been touched by God even without knowing that it was God. Mm-hmm. I I love that. Thank you for that. What and he else?
1: says also that um, when I said, "How you know how do you get a friend?" and he says, "Show yourself as friendly."
0: Yes, show yourself. Well, I was. You can show yourself as friendly, but that don't necessarily mean they want to be your friend. Sometimes they're suspicious. What do you want? Who are you? Why you come up here? <laughs> you know some of that is there, but I like what you're saying. Yes, show yourself as friendly because I personally, you know, I, I you see me tonight, and I'm like la 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 la. But uh, that's this side mm-hmm. when <laughs> when I am when I am in inclusion, as the uh, Dr. Baker would talk about when I'm in inclusion or when I'm in control. That's not my. Uh, Temperament my temperament of this love and this this. Oh, uh, you know this enthusiasm. That's an affection But in the other two aspects of who I am I tend to be one of those people that's always weighing the cost going well how, much, how how much of my energy are you gonna take and that might be too much work and you know, um I might reject you before you get a chance to reject me. Those are those are aspects of uh, That that can come up and so what you do is you let affection in that case say no Remember, you lay your life down. See, in ministry, what I was going to share, I I departed from this. Let me come back to it as we're winding up. Um, In ministry, you're pouring out. You're pouring out. You're pouring out the heart of the Father. You're pouring out the desires that he has, okay? And sometimes you feel at the end when the amens are said that there's nobody to talk to. You're like, does anybody, you know... Whatever because you know folks will scurry and, and hurry and and go and do something depending on what you preached and, and or you know what they heard they think that you preached or you know whatever it happens to be and so you may see a minister or two that just stands there afterwards because you pour it out and you're shaking the more we yield to the Spirit of God the shakier we can feel when it's all done and I am known for asking a question after um, my daughter knows I'm gonna say it Crystal knows I'm gonna say it and a few other people say it I'll say what did you get out of the service now? Why do I ask that question because I want to add a girl? Uh, pat on the back no because Depending on how much you yielded and let him speak through you You may remember saying certain things, but you have yet to hear what was said we have to actually listen to the message in order to be able to be a receiver of it and one that will submit to it on a different level from the outpouring. And so what I'm looking for is not feedback. What I'm looking for in those moments is, and I've heard my mom say this and others say this, is like, I just want the fellowship. I want the closeness. I want the friendship. I want somebody to say I totally get you not me personally but by spirit saying oh my and when he said this and you kind of almost want to you don't want to replay it but you want it to play in you you want it to to settle in you you want this is when you start to love the Word of God when you start submitting to what he said and you're saying I want this to live in me I want you to have place in me. I want you to occupy. This is kingdom. I want you to occupy, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I want this word to dwell in me richly, and I never, ever, ever want to let it go. And it's great when there's some another spirit, another human carrying a sp- the spirit of God that can let you release that. It's kind of intimate. It's not, it ain't no kind of to it. It is. It's very intimate. I think it's probably best when you're married, but it's uh it's a tremendous experience to minister the word and then to have the word minister back to you and to have that friendship, again, friendship with someone that they want to walk hand in hand with you while we each walk hand in hand with God. So I'm also describing the longing some people have for marriage because that's what a kingdom marriage is. We're always always sharing the king one with another and receiving as well. Last questions? Yes. Comments? I have a question. Yes.
1: Or there's a question. I should okay. Say. How do you stay motivated or what or what gives you the consistency to continue to study the
0: word of God? That's a great question. You ta- you asking me personally, or are you asking, like in general, how does one do that? Because I want to answer it the right way.
1: Well, I think you can answer both. Right? No, and I can team. I
0: can make that quite personal. <laughs> so right. I want to I want to I want to answer it the right way. So if it's somebody's that inquiring of the, for themselves, is that what you're asking? You're inquiring for yes, yourself? Yes, personally. Personally, for them. I don't really like questions. Alright, I'll split it. Okay. Let me answer it in general first. Where it's for you, not general, but specifically for others. It has to it has to be that you answer his call. He's calling us all the time. Come talk to me. Come spend time with me. You get into a situation in your life. And you're going, I don't know what to do, but then you remember I'm not alone. And I have a resource. I have the Spirit of God. I can just go and ask Him. And typically when you ask Him a question, the answer's in here. So you stop regarding this Bible as this big religious thing that you have to kind of work your way through. And instead you realize that this is where kingdom conversations start. They start the supernatural, the prophetic encounters happen with the Word of God, not just with each other. It's always Him. He is this Word. And so you realize you may start in what we call the epistles, the letters, Galatians or um, Ephesians and Philippians and so forth, those are letters. Those are conversations that God is having with us about how to conduct yourself in life and how to walk in this and how, you know, I don't know if you guys know this. But you know, there's even marriage manuals and prepare, preparation for marriage kind of books in there. There's one for single people, and there's one for people that have been married or have been widowed for women. Ruth is, is the one for the woman that has been married before, and God gives her specific instructions. Esther talks about the maiden, the, 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 the virgin spirit. The, well, not the virgin spirit, because we all can have that. That's purity but talks about how the young maiden was prepared for marriage and Ruth, it talks about how the formerly married woman was prepared for marriage and the things that she went through. And there's other books that talk in, in, in um the Proverbs and, and in different places where you, it teaches a man. How does a man keep his way? How do I do this? And it shows you the strength of God working on the inside. Did you, That's in there. Did you know that there were places where you can find the business ideas? Well, you do if you watched last night. I just recommend going back that. You can find out things about your children. You can find out things about how to to compute things, how to do this, how to do that. It's all in here. God talks about artistry. You can learn about painting. You can learn about design. You can learn all kinds of stuff by studying Him or letting Him bring you in. So you start regarding this Word as a living document. These words are alive. Hebrews chapter 4 tells you that the words that God speak are alive and active and filled with power. In fact, let's just go over there uh, as we're closing out. And, and so it's really the quality of this word is the quality and the character of the Almighty God. And that's what I realize is he is talking to me. Have I many you ever heard anybody say, God just doesn't talk to me? It's like, dude, <laughs> he talks to you all the time. Are you kidding me? 66 books filled with conversations, with history, with understanding of things. He talks to us all the time if we would just learn how to hear so that's one of the things is you have to change or you choose to see his word the way he sees his word you choose to see him the way he really is instead of the way people who don't know him have told you about him Here in um, Hebrews 4.12, in the Amplified Bible, because I love the way it says it here, it says, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. This word works. It says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Remember I was talking about when you feel betrayed or you're hurt and you're going, well, how can the word of God help me? Well, it says because it penetrates. To the dividing line of the breath of life for your soul and, the, and the, the immortal spirit and of the joints and the marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, it exposes, it sifts, it analyzes and it judges the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. It doesn't judge to find fault. What he's saying is, I can separate your spirit from your soul. I can separate you from those emotions and then I can take those emotions and I can put spirit into those places and bring healing. And we can uh, we've done it many times, we'll tell people, listen, we can pray, and we can help you start on the journey because we can get, we can start speaking the Word of God, and you will find that the power of the blood of Jesus is so so true that it will begin that you will start to begin to receive the healing that he has for you, and God never he says the good work he began in you, he brings it to completion, he doesn't come into half step with anybody. So again, it's knowing that he is his word, and this word is alive, and that he's invested himself in it. It's his voice speaking to our spirit, spirit-to-spirit conversation, and that it will change things. And how do I keep myself in, in, in it? The same way. That's, that's just what it is. It is, and then I, I listen. Okay, again, let's talk intimate as we close this up. Whether married or single. I'm gonna say this to, to uh God. Do I have to say that? Okay, I'll say it. If you are unmarried, but you're waiting or you're desiring your mate. Never ever use your bed as a place to fantasize for a person to marry. Do not, do not lay on your your personal bed dreaming about the spouse that will lay there with you lie there with you don't do that that mer- that bed that you sleep in as a single person as an unmarried person that bed is the place where you and the holy spirit are to have intimate encounters of conversation where he is to he wants to minister to your spirit and he wants to move things in you and change things and teach you what he wants. Don't bring, an, 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 uh, uh, in most of our cases, an unknown individual or a fantasy into this place where you are meant to be set apart with the Holy Spirit. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you'll find that you'll cease, whoever you are, to be plagued by these demonic things that are trying to... To say it bluntly, get with you. You'll start getting rid. You, you, you'll you bring purity to your room. You'll bring purity to your mind, to your will, to your emotions. And you'll stop having these cravings that you're having to have sex outside of marriage. You'll stop having these cravings and these desires to do other things. It's a, it's a family show, so I won't use those other words, but I'll say self-medicate yourself sexually. I think you can figure that one out. You'll start getting rid of the uncleanness, and you'll you'll stop stop. So it's just stop, okay? That I I can just say stop, stop that. All right now, but I said this, even when you're married and you share, there's there's because you're inside yourself, you can listen for him to talk to you. And when he calls you, some of these husbands and wives, I'll tell you, I got up early, I went into my, the prayer room because the spirit of God was calling me. That's my call to intimacy. God is not this evil, icky, ugly thing that's trying to have physical relations with you. No, it's spirit to spirit. And he's calling you to come and spend this time with him so that he can minister to you and so that you'll learn how to minister to him. And his Bible, this Bible, this word is a part of that. He'll, I will lead you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my own eye. I will teach you to prosper. Come to me and ask me the things to come concerning my son. I will perfect the things that concern you. I will open doors for you that no man can shut. I'm the Lord that heals you. I'm the Lord that loves you with an everlasting love. I'm the Lord that rejoices over you with singing. I'm the one that allows my glorious voice to be heard. I mean, there's so many aspects to how amazing and wonderful He is. And it's not crowded in that conversation with Him because there are few that are willing to do it. So I challenge you to be one. And the last part of what I do, I worship. I sing. I, I got my song back. It was a lot of years. As I told you, being thrown away and Believing so many different things and walking in so much bitterness or unforgiveness and all that other kind of silliness. I lost my song. I'm a singer and I'm a worshiper. I lost my song for a while. I put it away. I let it be taken and hidden. Hidden under pain. Hidden under bitterness. Hidden under judgment and unforgiveness and criticism. I'm not willing to carry that. I've I've had a lot of things happen to me over my life. I've had horrible things happen to me. But not a single thing anybody ever did to me, against me, or spoke, even that betrayal. Baby, it is not worth it to me to carry that burden of hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, um, prejudice, judgment, none of it. It weighs down the glorious opportunities that we get to spend with the Lord. I rather forgive. I'm just not interested. holding anything against and that's one of those things I'll carry into marriage too you're forgiven we don't talk about it but you're forgiven because as I've told many people I forgive before I get up it's just a lot easier so that when things happen throughout the day I'm not going to be offended because I've already forgiven okay but worship singing being in that place with him and just saying wow I don't want to leave you you are the lover of my soul you're the lover of my heart, and I want to be with you, Lord. And that's how his word becomes even more, because he's my friend, and I want to be his friend too. And so that's my answer to that, and I think that's pretty much the conversation tonight. Any other questions? Last time. It was a thank you. Welcome. You have anything?
1: No, I thought that was excellent. I'm sitting over here like,
0: <laughs> she's funny okay well loves that's um, all that we're going we're gonna to do tonight um, I want to thank you so much as I said this has been an emotional day but it's a wonderful day this is the day that the Lord has made and I get the opportunity to be glad and to rejoice in it even in the midst of bad news or sorrow God speaks something to your heart that has you joying, like, oh, that's good to know. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for this. I thank God for all of you that have joined us tonight. I thank God for the people that are a part of our ministry of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship, and I praise God, for and for those that are more than enough ministries, I praise God for all of you being here and, and getting to share. This is face to face, so I I can't see your cute little faces, but I guess you see mine. And I thank you for engaging in questions, and I wanna hear your stories. I wanna hear about how you took the words that God poured out tonight, and you made a difference in somebody else's life which made a difference in yours. I wanna encourage those of you that are married, love the person. You know, learn to see them God's way. And for those of you that are preparing for marriage learn the lessons and do the things that he wants to do so that he God wants let him have pleasure in you in your marriages or in your single uh, state or your in-between state whatever it is seek to be pure of heart by letting the blood of Jesus and the and the presence of God be a part of your environment and make the most of the time that you have here in the earth to be a blessing and not a curse okay that's pretty much it astounding love and uh, more than enough ministries we're going to give you your opportunity to do your giving do your tithing and so forth i think that next week i'm probably going to do one more broadcast from home Uh, if i do the tuesday night we'll do that one from here too before we go back to the building we're taking a rest in the month of not just because my birthday is next Tuesday it is Tuesday Um, (laughs) I haven't done that in a long time I had to think about it myself because I'm I'm doing a 30 day workout challenge and um, um, I'm consistent you know I've got to do it today but it's I posted a picture of the machine I'm using and it's really fun uh, to do it and then I'm kind of you know for those of you that are part of our house you know that fitness and regaining up not well regain is not the word but it's getting rid of everything it's breaking the tape it's finishing the task that God said and it's manifesting into absolute obedience not just walking in obedience but manifesting obedience and for all of you I'm choosing for my house for our people my family I'm letting you know I'm working, I've chosen to live, and to live is to live for the king. And so I've chosen to optimize health and to do these things, and I know a lot of you are doing the same, so let's do this. That means get the word, what God has to say about our wholeness and our health. And it means believing what he says and making him the only source of our truth. So let's do this thing. Let's let's um, improve the quality of our lives. Let's refuse the offers the world has for sickness or disease or any other thing. Let's not be under condemnation if our faith level is not the God level. Let's just learn to let God's faith be the faith that we rely on. I heard an apostle say that. I would love to name drop, and so I'm going to. I've been quoting things that I heard from Apostle Cal Cook of Golden Altar. I've I've quoted things. I've heard of Apostle Eddie Maestas of Loving Unity speak. I've quoted things that I've heard... um, uh, uh, Prophet Andrew speak I quote things from our apostle Dr. Baker. These men and women of God pour out. I've poured um, some of the expressions I've had, they've come from Apostle Barry Cook, Apostle Don Hughes, baby, it goes on and on. The and Apostle Robin Beach, my brother, I love him, and Apostle um, Raymond Williams, I'm, I'm telling you, and Apostle Mark Jones, my God, I am blessed. These men and women of the gospel, and there's a lot of you out there, I didn't mention your name right now because I can name drop for a while and we're supposed to be closing but I want to say to the loving unity people that catch us and watching the Apostle Maritoni um thank you thank you Apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers for pointing out the way you do thank you for your prayers Apostle Marshall McGee Prophet Randy McGee thank you all so very much Pastor Mike Rodriguez who is supposed to be my guest but we'll, we'll do that in a couple of weeks and so many more, our own Apostle Dr. Baker and the ministers of this house, uh, Minister Frederick Johnson, Minister Durie Foster, Minister Danny Lara, Minister Nicole Brown, Minister Kelly Smith, Minister Patricia Johnson, and Minister Alfred Walthall, and all of the rest of you. You are the most amazing, wonderful people. And I love you very, very much love you all my friends Carlita and Sochi and it just goes on and Leslie and if I didn't mention your name Alicia if I didn't mention your name you know whoever else it is oh my darling it's not because you don't matter because you do so I'm gonna stop there I love you very much and I thank you for joining us tonight Rodney and Jimmy. Sibby, all of you. Okay? Thank you so very much. Today is very special because you guys have joined me. We'll see you on Sunday for Biblical Solutions for Life. I bless you in the name of Jesus over the seeds that you've sown. But I thank you most of all for your time. I love you. I love you so much. And I'll see you next time. Good night.